how's it going? What's going on, man? Welcome to Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Man, awesome Texas, right? It's been a lot of fun. A couple of days down here. If you guys don't know, Matt and I, we uh, decided to hit the road, spent about seven and a half hours on Thursday to drive down to Austin, Texas for the CD Baby DIY Music Conference, DIY Musicians Conference. And I don't know about you, but man, my my head is blown. I, I'm oh, just sitting here spinning around thinking about all the ideas I've heard and all uh -huh. the people I've talked to and the the yeah. professionals that I've seen and the thing. It's just amazing, yeah, dude. I'm like, this is awesome. It was really cool, and I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to do it. It's hot down here. I think the heat index was 115 yesterday. Yeah, but we were inside. Yeah, it didn't true. matter. That's true. Yeah, it was kind of nice when I did go out last night and finally cooled down to 93, and everyone's like, oh, it's so nice out. It's like, yeah. not for this guy. <laughs> it was still toasty for me, but, man. So what are some of the, the cool things? I think we should just kind of go through some of the cool things we learned and just kind of let, let, let our fans out there realize what uh, kind of great info we're going to be bringing to you guys in the near future. Well, one thing that really struck me today, it's just fresh in my mind, still ringing loud, is like, okay, there's... People, they 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 stream what you've done, mm -hmm. but they they buy uh, what you are. Oh, that's an interesting concept. And so it's like you know the streaming thing. You know, one 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 seminar was kind of like, uh, you know, mobilizing the super fan or something. Right, like that. right. And they said, don't worry about streaming. Mm -hmm. It's it's six thousandths of a cent. Right. It's just some just a, a ridiculously low numbers mm -hmm. and so those people are just listening they're streaming it you know and so those people maybe uh, you know aren't interested enough in what you're doing otherwise to do anything other than stream your music that's fine they're still liking your music but if they really fall in love with you and your story mm -hmm. then they're going to support you right and you don't need 200 million people around the world to do that you just need a couple of thousand of them sure and you just develop a relationship with the fan the direct relationship and I've been talking about this for a while mm -hmm. and it just like this weekend's really reinforced that whole idea and it's just like it's so good to hear this you yeah know? you and I've had conversations on that too is email even effective anymore because to me being in the tech business email is kind of on its way out but that is something that they kept saying it's like Keep your data out of the hands of the service providers. You've got to own your own data, own your own email list, and and you know when, when you're when you're talking with and you're going social and it's kind of this broad announcement kind of thing that you're doing, but email is very personal. And to get that super fan, if they got on that email list, they they want to feel personal. So you definitely got to kind of tailor your content content towards them. That I mean, the reality is, dude, everybody's got their own personal band. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what genre of music you've got. I mean, all these big, famous household names, that's cool, but everybody's got their own personal band. I sure. mean, I have tons of bands that I follow that mm -hmm. they're not famous, that damn sure should be, mm -hmm. but they're just doing it just like you and I are, you know, yeah. just hacking it out one one day at a time, one, yeah. <laughs> one slice at a time, you know? Exactly. And it's just really cool to, like, be around people and an atmosphere that, like, they really get this. They really understand. You can be an indie musician. Mm -hmm. Now, being an indie musician in 2019 and beyond means that you're not just a musician. You're an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, a content provider, uh, yeah, curator of, of just the 
cool people, you know. It's just right. trying, trying to get trying to get those super fans and trying to get the you're you're building this community is really what you're doing. You're not just having a fan base, it's community and you're as much part of that community as they are. Right, exactly. So that's that's really cool. But real quick plug, show off the Band Advice TV shirts. Band Advice TV, yeah. check it out yeah, so. on YouTube. YouTube, yeah, we figure if we're going to be down here with, what would you think the attendance is, 4,000, 5,000 people maybe? Yeah, I'd say there's at least a couple thousand Yeah, easy, so it's like, might as well walk around with this rather large billboard with our URL on it, so. Yeah, yeah, why not? I've had some people show some interest. You all need to check it out. It's really cool. Bad Advice TV, we've got this podcast we've been working on this Mm -hmm. year, and partly what I wanted to do this year, you know, just the way things all happened for me, I was like... I wanted to kind of focus more on the business part of it, you know, Mm -hmm. because like seriously, without the business, it's just not not gonna allow me to create at the the level and the rate I wanna be able to create. And so after all those years of playing and doing all this stuff at breakneck pace, I just felt like, all right, this year, I didn't have a choice. I mean, you know, I broke my hand back in October and all that, and I couldn't play until first show was on television, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, all right, this year I need to do this different. I need to catch up on some technology. I need to, we need to get this podcast going. We need to do different things. It's yeah. just been like an awesome year so far. So far, and a lot of great we are ideas. Three quarters of the way through it. Hey, but you know what? We did a lot more than a lot of people ever do. So, dude, we've, we've, we've been pretty produced. consistent with the podcast. I mean, we had a month or two, but you know, life does get in the way, but we're still doing it. Still got content to put out there. I'm, Trying to slip in some of the uh, little tips and tricks. I love it. I love the one with the, the, the Android or uh, the tin with the oh, mints. The battery, the, yeah, yeah the, that, that was great. I'm actually getting ready to do a second version of it. That's actually going to have uh, an LED to tell you when it's plugged in because I keep forgetting to unplug it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, the battery's dead. It's so. kind of like the cigarette pack amplifier. Remember that uh-huh, one? Uh-huh. Yeah. That was cool. So, but yeah. Yeah, cool. I've got a whole bunch of ideas about just things that you could upcycle from your house, recycle it, and repurpose it for your your pedal boards and stuff like that. Neat. So, you know, that so is neat. look for those videos coming up soon. Yeah. So, but you're, you're talking about the business stuff, man, and that's that's kind of a lot of things I was focusing on. Is I really wanted to make sure that I'm on track. I try to keep up and with with all those things, but licensing and royalties. Even in the old days, and when I say old days, I'm talking about before streaming, before downloads, back when it's just, you know, CD, 8-track, cassette, vinyl kind of thing, right? Yeah. You know, and royalties were just, and licensing was such a, a, a crazy thing because the, the writer gets a different set of royalties than the artist does, mm-hmm. and there's royalties for when it's played, and there's royalties for when it's sold or pressed onto a permanent uh, medium. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got this whole digital thing. And then yeah. we just last uh, last fall, uh, the president signed into law the Digital Millennial Act, and that is changing a lot of things. So I definitely did a lot of a lot of sessions on that. And you know, long and short of it is, is that <laughs> the Americans have been kind of ripping on the American record companies and stuff, and kind of and the radio and all that have kind of been ripping off. Uh, Artists, as kind, far as, as far, well, as far as, as but, yeah, because the songwriters every time it spins on the radio, the songwriter gets something. Every time it is sold, the songwriter gets something. And those are those are you know, when it's spun on the radio, played live, that's a performance royalty. When it is sold on a, on a disc or CD or even digital, that's that's mechanical royalty. Mm-hmm. And the artist will usually get a little bit of the uh, the sale from whenever it's sold, mechanical royalty. But there has never been. Performance royalties as far as terrestrial radio in the United States. And uh, 
you know, we're one of four countries, which that is not the case. Uh, and I think I think the guy said Iraq and North Korea and maybe China were the other three. Wow. It's like, well, kind of see the company we're in with that. Well, so but you know, the whole, I get playing devil's advocate. I get why because the record companies wanted the the radio stations to play their stuff, so they're not going to charge them to play the stuff because the record companies weren't interested in trying to collect performance royalties. They wanted to sell records. And that radio station was free advertising for them. Well, well, not free, but... They, you know, they were buying those spots. They, they were buying those are. spots, They right. still are, they but terrestrial radio exist, is, like, way down the food chain now. Right, well, as we moved into the digital era, a lot of the digital streaming services that were out there were still trying to ride on the whole terrestrial radio not paying the artist performance royalties model. And, uh, of course, we had a lot of, a lot of artists that... Pull back. I mean, when you have someone like Taylor Swift saying, "I'm pulling all my stuff off of Spotify," that creates some waves. So this is kind of kind of caused this whole turn in the Digital Millennial Act, and that's basically Millennium Act, not Millennials. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's caused a turn. It says this is it. Everybody's getting performance royalties, whether you're the songwriter, whether you're the artist, you know, and everyone's gonna get. Um, mechanical royalties whether you are the songwriter whether you're the record label or indie label whichever you might be so and it really lines that out and the way it was uh, basically okay dsps which are you know digital phonograph distribution basically it's that's your mp3s that's your even your streaming is considered that it's kind of broken down into two different facets though it's you've got you've got what is considered interactive and non-interactive so what are you looking at? <laughs> so the interactive is, is your really it's your on demand streaming. It's it's when you say I want I'm, I'm on Apple Music I want to listen to this song listen to that one. The non interactive is going to be more of your internet radio your Pandora kind of model. Okay. So the the rules have changed with that and, and the the DMA uh, yeah DMA has kind of outlined how that's all going to work together. But this also puts up an entirely different process when it comes to collecting royalties. So, you know, the, the DMA kind of outlines how you're going to license it, and you have these now compulsory licenses. But coming to collecting royalties, of course, ASCAP and BMI are going to collect for the songwriter as far as performance royalties. Mechanical royalties are negotiated because the record company has to get a license from the songwriter to make those copies. So that's, that's where that licensing comes from. But what about the performance royalties for the artist on the Internet? That's where sound exchange comes in, and they handle that. So now, really, you've got to you got to get registered with your distributor helps you out with some of it, but you got to get registered as a songwriter with ASCAP or BMI or CSAC or whatever initials you can come up with, and then you got to get on sound exchange, and then you got to make sure that you you've got all your stuff together for as a uh, you know, with your distributor CD Baby or any of those things, and just chasing the money train on that is just, it's crazy. But man, I mean, I, it was like you know. I, I had a chance to have a little one-on-one -on -one with CD Baby. You mm -hmm. know? I, I sat him down, and the first thing I said was, "What happened? Mm -hmm. What has happened here?" Because he used to be like, you know, every two or three months, I'd get a little drip. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, you know, I'm looking at fifty pages of royalty statements, mm -hmm. and I mean, I haven't gotten—I don't think I've gotten any money from them in two years. And wow. it's like, well, if it's, you know, thousands of a penny, I mean. My last Spotify payment was 18 cents. 18 cents, wow. And that is like at, you know, six thousandths of a penny yep. each each stream. Yeah. And so it's just so low. I mean, 
it's just not even hardly worth considering for little guys like us. True, you know? true. And so what we got to do is create the super fan who will buy the music from us, buy the experience right. from us, buy the merch from us, support us in our crazy-ass life and journey, <laughs> you know, doing this shit. Chasing this craziness, absolutely. So, and, and, you know, it's just really cool, like I said, to be around people that have, like, a mindset of, this is my career. Mm-hmm. This is not something I do for fun mm-hmm. or a hobby on the weekends. Just exclusively, this is what I do for a living. You know, and, it's, and I've discovered it's all different levels too. Because whenever I got here, it's like, am I a little out of my league here? I mean, these these a lot of these people that are in their full dress costumes and stuff. And then, <laughs> of course, I'm uh, kind of well. I was really actually encouraged to see a lot of people older than me here, so that was cool too. Yeah. And, uh, but as I got to see these people and listen to the questions they're asking, so there's some that are just starting out. There's some of them have been battling this for years. There's others they've seen. They come across as old pros. I mean, didn't you just say you ran into the the guy who did merch for uh, Steel uh, Panther? Steel Panther, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. had a good, Danger a good, Kitty. <laughs> you know, a really good presentation and everything. Yeah. And I mean, just like the people that you meet and their story that you, mm-hmm. they can relate to you in five minutes, and you're standing yeah. outside in the smoke hole is like worth it. And, and you know, uh, right there. I mean, you know, just the inspiration. As for his music and songwriting and everything else, man, it comes from the weirdest places. Mm-hmm. And like, the thing is, I, I feel like you just got to be kind of like a wide open channel. Oh, absolutely. You got to take this stuff in. You know, I met this girl. I mean, uh, she she gave me a stick of gum in that one day. Oh, that's you know, right. We were yeah, smushed yeah. together. I mean, she was telling that guy next to us that she'd been in a band thirty years ago. Wow. They cut a CD of all originals. And some, I don't know what happened, but they never released it. So they're trying to figure out, well, all right, now our, now our lives are different. We can get back to it. How do we get this CD out there and how do we get ears on it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all over the world? And it's like, man, you know, it gives a lot of people hope and, you sure know, does. non-traditional ways of doing this kind of stuff, you right. know. And all the traditional ways, they're going away. Oh, I- and, and this is just a big illustration of it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if you think, "Oh, I'm going to wait around and play these shitty bars until somebody pulls up in a limo and signs me to a record deal, yeah, it's going to make me a millionaire," it ended right about the time Teen Spirit came you out. You just so. don't understand the business <laughs> right. at all. You know? And you know, you don't have to have a record deal. You know, it's it's you got to really. You decide. don't want a record deal. That That's true another too. thing that, that I realized. True. You do not because it's not just your normal record deal where you're getting hosed anyway, and you're going to have to release two albums just to pay for the first one. But now they have these those 360 deals where the labels involved with your merchandise, your branding, any endorsements that you do. That's all this package thing. It's like, granted, yes, maybe they can launch you a lot further, and you may get these these billions of dollars, but you can do it yourself and with some some smarts and. A lot of tenacity and a lot of work. I think that you can still have a very successful career. Just it won't be the grand scale, but really, fine. How many times have we gone out and bought albums for just one song and then never listened to it again after I got sick of it? You know, that's what the that's what the record business breeded for so many years. So, if you can get a handful of fans that are going to be with you through thick and thin, then why not? And the technology lets us do that too. It's like Man, you can go out. So you can you can even right now we're doing this here in our hotel room live video. Simple stuff, you know. Uh, it's you, I well, Questlove. Questlove spoke here last night, and he's talking about. He's got the baddest ass afro you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, man, he really does. Pimp City. Yeah, but he's a brilliant guy, and he's not just a drummer. He's, he's a music producer and a writer and all comp, and composer. And I guess he was talking about he composed. He was composing something. And he said he did half of it on his iPhone. Yeah. You, know, you get on GarageBand, and you can just do. 
you lay out the tracks and all that, and, and then you can take it back and bring it into your, your Logic Pro or whatever, and you can then decide to overdub drums or whatever instrumentation you want to, or you mm -hmm. stick with what it is. I mean, EDM is it these days, and uh, you know, part of me as a person that worked years and years to try to be decent on guitar, but really just they're just all tools anyway, aren't they? The guitar's a tool to make a tone, and so, so is EDM. So it still ultimately comes down to what your ears are gonna let you do. Yeah. So. So I do have a little respect for people that do that too, but I do the same thing. I'll, I'll grab my iPhone and I'll lay out drum tracks and stuff like that with the intention once I have it all done, I'll get a drummer to come in and lay it over there. And so Technology it's really cool. is amazing. It is, it, it really is. is. It, but sometimes, you know, <clears throat> the coolest thing is when you kind of like, all right, this, this train has taken us a long ways, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes the coolest thing is just being yourself and being real. Yeah. Reality is cutting edge right now oh absolutely and yeah. that's sad that's a sad state of affairs that reality is cutting edge just being real just being yourself just doing something real well, it's sad it's taking this long for it to be that way i'm actually encouraged by it because you know i don't have to spend thousands of dollars and try to come up with songs that would be publicly appealing to throw on a cd and go through all that effort and money i can now you know sit down if i wrote a song and i like it i can i can you know record it Throw it on YouTube, throw it, you know, send it off to CD Baby, get on Spotify and all that. And mm -hmm. People like it. If they don't like it, I'm out the, I'm out the nine bucks to, to put the song out there and whatever the copyright fee is. And that's it. I know. You man. know, it's, to me, that's encouraging because you, you're going to see, well, at least, I, I think you're going to see more and more honest music. And that kind of brings me to uh, NPR's Bob Bowen. Got to see him today. And he does, for those of you who don't know, he's, he's been on NPR. He's really involved with the All Things Considered and the All Music Considered. All yeah, the Tiny considered. Desk Concert Contest. And the Tiny Desk thing is his, his latest project. So he actually conducted that today at the session. And he everybody could put their thumb drives in there. And he picked out four songs. And every one of those songs was real. It was totally real. And mm -hmm. he'd bring the artists up and the artists would you know talk about what their inspiration was when they wrote it. And it was really, and it was all over the board too. You had some... You had two that were very acoustic. You had one that was kind of a rhythmy, bluesy throwback to the Pixies. Mm -hmm. And then he had one that was totally EDM techno pop. But it was even about her, the story with her was that it was, uh, you know, she just, she had taken a couple of sick days and just to work on her music and was enjoying that so much that she's like, I'm just going to quit my job and go drink uh, LaCroix, is what she said. <laughs> and she did that. So she wrote the song about it and she did it. And she had saved up some money, and now she's just she's working that kind of thing. And, you know, she was from I think she was from England or something. She said kept saying, "Yeah, I went and recorded my my music in the cupboard." And Bob had to explain that. Well, in the U.S., a cupboard's like a closet. You know, it's not what you, you put your coffee and stuff into. Right. <laughs> so you know, it's just really kind of cool. But all four of those songs, even the Pixies remake, when they remade that tune, it was very, very earthy and. and you can tell that there's a lot of feeling involved with it. It's real to them. So. Yeah, yeah. So, man, that's cool. It's it's great. You know, yeah. I, I just love the way it's going. It's the greatest time to be an indie artist. Yeah, right. you just have to take that step to take control of your destiny right. and your career, and and just not think about all mm -hmm. these old ways. You can't think about that anymore. Those were old ways. Right, right. This is a new world that is really just wide open. And, and if you, you put as much creativity, what I was thinking about a few times is if I could put as much creativity into the business part of it and getting my music out there as I do 
playing the music and producing the music and trying to get it out. If I could put all that creativity into that, mm -hmm. then, you know, I could be getting someplace, you know? And so... Well, that's the problem. It's like you, you got You're splitting your... One speaker was saying is, you know, after he decided to go independent, he's like spending 80% of his time trying to promote the stuff when he really, mm -hmm. he wants to be spending more, nearly his 20% left to do the creativity. Right. Part, so. But it's just like one hand's got to wash the other. Right, you know? right. I mean, if I, if I can get some placements, if I can get some stuff happening, then, mm -hmm. you know, it allows me to create music at a pace I want to and the kind of thing I want to, yeah. rather than have to cow down some executive in a suit in New York who tells me he thinks he knows me better than me and that's right. that's just not true anymore you don't no. you don't have to do that no well you know but the thing is they got this entire staff though that's doing all this stuff they're working with social media and working you have to do that yourself or hopefully find some some 15 year old cyber or 15 year old social media giant that loves your music and you know do some swapping do some exchange yeah. hey you run my twitter account you run these accounts and stuff like that and i'll give you free, free lessons for the next you know x number well, as long as you're doing that we'll do this right bartering and, you know, bartering is it's there's nothing wrong with that it's kind of like cool because you know man it's like some of this shit's like really cutting edge and and other stuff are like kind of going back to the old ways of doing stuff like old ways you know <laughs> yeah. bartering which and, i mean to me bartering is a way of empowering yourself you're not just a not just accepting what somebody right. is the price. And you're not a slave to the economy right. and the currency and, you, and everything else. You, you know, go, that's cool. You go overseas and a lot of times, you know, when I was in China one time and I was going to buy something and the, the shopkeeper goes, it's this amount. I'm like, okay, I'll pull out my wallet. And the, our host grabbed me and she goes, no, walk away. I'm like, why? He goes, you can get it for half that price. It's like, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, bartering is a... So, if any guys out there want some free guitar lessons and are really good at... Uh, Doing social media and marketing things like that, check me out. We'll figure something out. So, uh, I did find some other really cool stuff about uh, PR part of it, which all plays into what we need to do. And this one lady, I'm going to do a whole series on this later too about what she was talking about. She was a, you know, they bring these speakers in. They're actually in the business. You have PR, entertainment PR companies and things like that. And you know the. You got to have all the different facets. You got to be very active in Twitter. You got to be very active. At, well, not maybe not Twitter, but Instagram or Twitter. Mm -hmm. But some of the things that you have to do that we tend to forget about is like you got to have the website. You know, and within your website, you got to have really good photos. It's not just iPhone photos. You got to have the professional photos. And please don't do it against a brick wall. Every rock and roller has always had a picture against a brick wall. Or on a train track. Train tracks or brick walls. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. I, I think that that's something that we ought to do is just come up with every cliche thing and then get one of my photographers. What's that photos. website that had all those hilarious promo photos on it? I don't know. But we ought to do that. I mean, we it's just actually some, go out there's and, some treasures on there, I'm telling yeah, you what. Shoot a video of us actually shooting every one of those cliche things. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, it That'd would. Fun. It would. But you know, it's, it's that. It's not in the electronic press kits and it's the, the one sheet flyers which are kind of morphed into electronic press kits and... You know, and then just the difference between a press release and an event release. It's like, there is a difference. A press release is kind of, hey, this is what's going on. Event release is like, urgent, danger, Will Robertson. This is what's going down this yeah. week, and you need to get out here and check it out. So. Yeah, man, we live in the information age, right. you know? And it's like, basically, you got to create some information. Yeah, And you got to do it in a, in a like consistent manner mm -hmm. and in a constant manner. You know, the, the YouTube people, they told me straight up, they're like, look... The way you get more views is this. Because I, I, I asked him, I said, listen, how come this this 
this dad with a day job in New Jersey that sits on his couch in his underwear playing along with Finn Lizzy records gets, uh, you know, 4,000 plays overnight and my whole damn channel hadn't gotten 4,000 plays in 10 years. Explain (laughs) to me what I'm doing wrong here. Well, what they said was consistency. Mm-hmm. What they said was, you know, make a, a an attractive looking, you know, thumbnail for it, a custom thumbnail. Yeah, I, mean, I heard just, that a lot. The thumbnails are, are paramount. You know, just little tips like that you just don't realize. And it's like, well, that's how they're getting 4,000 plays in two days. And mm-hmm. I'm getting, you know, two in two years. <laughs> you know, and it's just... You can help us out by going to bandadvice.tv and subscribing. Please. That's right. Get on Shameless there. self-promotion. Get on there and subscribe to that. <laughs> and check out all our stuff. But yeah, we're just coming in hot on what we learned here in the last couple Super days. Super excited. So we want to share it with you. Yep. Yeah, and now we got a, what, another eight-hour drive home tomorrow. We may just have to do one of these videos. I'm not going car. home. You're just going to leave me here. I'm not right. going back to the cool. Oklahoma. Cool. I'm just going to stay here. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay with we'll stay with Hunt, right? Yeah, right. You guys have bonded so his your his old roommate from college. We've been been spent a lot of time with him this weekend. So it's pretty yeah, cool. man. Hunt's a great great yeah. dude. But I've known him since I was in high school. He he's lived down here for probably I don't know fifteen years or so. Him and his mm-hmm. brother, and uh, a lot of times you know when I've come down here and played in the past, he'll play bass for me and nice. get us a drummer or whatever. It's a good time, so we've known each other a long ass time. It's yeah. good. It's always good to see him. He's a little cool. dangerous though. Uh, Thursday night when we got here, we're still jamming at four. Uh, I'm sorry, it was like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> I was super surprised nobody came knocking on the door, but I guess the hotel kind of figured, okay, these people are here for the musician thing, so we're going to put them in the other wing. Right, right. No one complained, but it was, <laughs> they were. Uh, they were although little... I, I, I listened to that video that we shot live, it's like, ooh. Some points my harmonies are awesome. Other parts I should not have tried. That Dude, it's note. reality. <laughs> reality sells. Reality is yep. cool, man. It's fun though, and that's what matters. Right. If music's not fun, then right. why, why are we? Doing I'm not that? making this for every every person that's going to be a critic. I'm right. making this for people that like reality and that like what I'm doing and like what you're doing yeah. and like what we're doing together. That's the bottom line of it. We're not doing this for any other reason other than that. Yep. I can't like. I can't make everybody like me. I don't care about that. What I care about is. Like people it. that do like me all right really 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 making, like me <laughs> making making stuff that they yeah. they dig you yep. know and that i mean i could there's a couple of people that my lyrics have really touched a, a nerve and man they tell me about it all the time it's like man this is that's the good this stuff. is what an artist works for you that's know the good stuff, this yeah. is what an artist works for to understand that like wow my lyrics that you know i, I made up just as a reaction to what was going on around me and all these years later still like serving somebody really well you know and that's yeah. that's one of the coolest things ever it sure is because you, you're touching somebody and there was a couple of sessions to say that too it's like people aren't going to remember the content they're not going to even remember the song you played or whatever but they're going to remember, remember how, how it makes you feel, feel. that's yes. right and that's a, that's a key and it's it's really reinvigorated me it's like i'm not going to try to sit here and write songs to make people like them no. I'm going to just write songs that I like and things that are important to me and that are real be and natural just... and those those things will yeah. strike a nerve in the, in the, the yeah. right people and they will react to it right. that's the most organic thing in the world dude I'm having a heck Pleasure. of a time 
Awesome. We're going to have to uh, put it on the schedule for next year. So. Yeah, that's going to be good. That'll be <laughs> yeah. good times. It'd be fun if you got it back. I guess we're going to be back here in Nashville, or back here in Austin next year, but hopefully back to Nashville, too, because I'd like to get back to Nashville. So oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Especially uh, in August, Nashville, I think in August is going to be a little better than in Austin, but yeah. still had a good time. I love this city. I love seeing some of my old friends again, Justin and... Uh, and hunt, so that's uh, heck yeah, good man. Time. That's good great time. fun. All right, guys. Well, I guess that's about it for now. Yeah, uh, we may get bored somewhere around Waco tomorrow and start broadcasting <laughs> from the car. I don't know how well we'll be able to hear us, but whatever technology's rocks. So. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys, for watching. And we'll talk to you all later. Peace. Be good at it. <laughs>